You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Gentlemen, how are we this lovely Sunday? Mmm. 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 Hey, no complaints here, man. Yeah, listen, uh, ready to talk some portal. It's, it's that time. It opened on Saturday, right? Saturday. Open on Saturday. Yeah, there's mm. plenty to discuss there, guys. So uh, before yeah. we get into that, let's let's uh it's portal season, but it's also flip season. Uh Auburn actually flips Martavius Collins, the tight end, the three-star tight mm. end from Bama. Let's look and take a closer look at some of his information here. He is, of course, a Bama decommit. Uh, three-star tight end from Rome, Georgia, six foot three, two hundred twenty-six pounds. Uh, from the twenty twenty-four class, he's the sixty-fifth recruit in the state and twenty-third at his position nationally. Uh, what I found so ridiculous. This is kind of like the cl- the 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 classic. He's a four-star when he's committed to Bama. Then once he decommits, he drops a star. So it's it's, it's that's hilarious. He's now a three-star. Uh, We'll see how he plays uh, this year. He could get that four-star back. But some information about him, he visited Auburn last year, uh, back in September, uh, the 10th exactly, when Auburn played San Jose State. Uh, Pretty much that was it as far as the communication. Auburn re-offered him once Hugh Freeze and his staff got on board. He visited mid-January. I'm thinking he visited around junior day, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, But he visited uh, Hugh Freeze, Ben... Ayumawa and the new facility made a huge impression on this kid. And weeks later, he decommitted from Alabama. And it was rumored that Auburn was the leader. After a day, this kid actually named Auburn his leader. And of course, last week, he went ahead and made it official and became the fifth member of or the fifth commitment of the 2024 class, joining Walker White, Jamarian Burnett, Jaden Lewis, and Amon Lane. Gentlemen, I want your thoughts on this. How you feel about this recent flip tight end position? I'll start with you, Mike G. Uh, wait, time out. <laughs> Do we know when he lost the star? When did he lose the star? Was it right after? Um, I I mean, I think they were they in season when he lost it. No, it was post. No. So I think they they re, do reclassifications for everybody in their stars after every season. So this was after this past season. I mean, so what I understand happened is this past season he didn't ha- he didn't put up his big a stat line. Um and so they they dropped a star on him. But okay. I also understand that they asked him to change his role to be more of a blocker than a pass catcher. So it mm-hmm. wasn't because he was playing worse, it's just he didn't have as many receptions. So they're like, "Oh, okay." And so his his status dropped. Okay. It's right. not like he he he's any worse a player. He's just a better blocker now, which is wonderful. Got it. Okay. I, Which I again, I don't sure. understand why you drop him a star, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I, I was just making sure because sometimes it just feels like after he decommits from Alabama, you know, the scouts come out and they're like, no, I don't know. He said Wawa was better than Bucky, so we got to drop him a star. Right. Like, and he, any excuse to drop these kids a star after they commit to Auburn, it's completely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the tight end room is getting kind of crowded 
it feels like. Um, this losing commitment. a lot of bodies, though, after this Ooh. year, though. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, they have Deal. They've got uh, um, uh, Fairweather, who I feel like are the front runners there to, for playing time this year. Um, you've got Fromm. You've got Michael Riley Ducker. Um, you got Frazier still in there. Mm-hmm. And now um, you're adding this kid. <laughs> you know, so um, it's a little bit. Uh, Michael Riley Ducker is still a richer freshman. You know, Frazier still got some eligibility left. Um, I have questions. They, they, there seems to be a tight end flavor to the recruiting lately on the offensive side of the ball. So it makes me wonder about what the strategy is coming together like on offense uh, in terms of what they're going to run. We know he had one particularly famous tight end that he coached at Evan Ingram. Uh, that had a pretty good career at Ole Miss and went on to the NFL to have a good career. So, um, you know, this kid is a four-star talent. I don't care if they dropped him a star or not. Uh, and, you know, they, these tight ends definitely see something in Hugh Freeze's pitch on offense that they like. Because they're committing, it feels like, in droves. I expect this to continue. I expect them to be in the mix for high-profile tight ends. I'm I'm interested to see what this is going to mean for what they're going to put on tape this year offensively. Um, But tight ends seem to like what they're throwing out there. (laughs) Uh, I think that bodes well uh, for them on offense in terms of recruiting uh, because uh, you got to throw the ball to your tight ends. And the passing game has been something that we've questioned what they're going to do. How are they going to how are they going to achieve success in the passing passing game this year? It feels like to me, tight ends are a big part of whatever future plan they have. So, uh, you know, this is a good get for them. Yeah, they're working really hard in recruiting right now, and it seems like it's paying off. So it's a big it's a big deal to have a kid that was committed to Bama and Saban. And then to have him decommit, not only have him decommit, but commit to Auburn across the state. So uh, some, there's something there. I think this is another signal that they are headed the right direction in recruiting. All right. Talk to me, man. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a a good get to solidify a room that you know you're going to be utilizing in the future. Um, and if all of those reasons that I outlined earlier are the reasons that his star dropped and that, that he's being used as a blocker more than a pass catcher, then that means that we're going to have a solid guy who can catch passes, who's also a good blocker coming in in the next offseason, which is a great thing. Um, and he for for all those people who, I, I guess it's possible, listen, I don't know the the back-end rumors of what's going on in Bama, that Bama was moving in a different direction. It was a mutual parting of ways between them and Collins, and we didn't actually flip him. But it seems awfully suspicious that he didn't decommit until after he visited us. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, mm. if, if it was a mutual parting of ways, it was because he was like, hey, I think I want to open this back up and take a second look at some place. And they were like, well, if you're going to do that, then we just go. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let's go somewhere mm. else then. Mm. So, I don't know. But I, I like it. I like the... the um, it's so what what I like about how this this staff is approaching things is they fundamentally understand what they're going to need to be successful and they're approaching it in that way. 
the commitment to the offensive line early, going in and saying we need to make sure that our tight end room looks like the type of tight end room that we want from size stature standpoint, going after particular types of wide receivers, not just mm. accepting whoever they're going to bring in, particular types and builds on their linebackers, right? Like we we have a type, we have a standard that we want to set from our athleticism standpoint, and then we'll coach you how to get to the places you need to be to be um, a better football player. I like it. <laughs> Oliver said, blonde, 5'10". <laughs> we got a type, right? <laughs> we got a type. So I, uh, I like what they're doing. You got to know what you want out here in this game if you if you're gonna get what you want. So like, it's I think it's great that they're defining, you know, exactly what it is that they're looking for. So kids know whether or not they fit that or not, and you can get kids that will make more solid commitments. I think if you're clear on what it is you're looking for, rather than just chasing stars, right. Right. right, get kids that fit what you're trying to do, and even in that, Mike, I, I think it's imp- it's impressive that the kid that they are looking at just so happens to be committed at this school. Don't care. We're still going to make contact with you. We're still going to mm-hmm. talk to you on a daily. We're still going to build those relationships and then see how things play out at the end. And for this did, kid, did it y'all see out. that? Did y'all see that about the the linebacker that's currently committed to Bama? There's a clip uh, from this Bama podcast is floating around where um, the kid is talking to the the panel and they're basically saying that coach you freeze calls the kid and or his mom every day to check in on him. And he's currently committed to Bama and they're like, and they're like, so you, but you're good, right? You're not, you're not flipping in the, in the clip and the dudes like trying to, cause they're, they're mostly former Bama players in it and they're trying to disparage Bama uh, commits from like flipping away. But it's interesting. I mean, but to your point, in their mind, we didn't recruit you, right? Like Auburn may have recruited you, but not the staff. So I know you committed elsewhere before now, but we need you to know, hey, it's a different situation. Just come check us out. Come see. You might change your mind. And, and that what? He frees to tell them to come see. And yeah. they're showing up. And they're getting a different perspective of Auburn, which I love to see. Ben Bloodworth also says, of course, Bammer's saying they didn't really want him now. So here's the yeah. thing about that. I will say, I will accept that premise, but why are we acting like Martavius Collins is the only one Auburn staff is talking to? Right. If Perry Thompson flips, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear anything about you saying you didn't want Perry Perry uh, Thompson. That yeah. I think is that wide receiver, the kid from Foley, I believe. Yeah. There's a few other guys. The linebacker that you talked about, Adam Mobile. I can't think of his name. Chat, y'all can help me out in the comments. But you flip some of those guys. That's going to fall on deaf ears because the, the ones that hurt was some of those four and five stars, highly regarded, highly ranked recruits that we would lose for. If Hugh Freeze gets his share of vid- victories in this upcoming recruiting cycle in the future, I don't want to hear this no more. This is a this is dead. This is mm-hmm. a new sheriff in town. His name is Hugh, and he's he's getting his fair share of guys. So yeah. You can you can you can get this off with a three star, but I don't want to hear that when it comes to a four and five star because Bama Listen, don't give those people up. They don't give them up. Right. Like nobody saw Kay Lee coming last cycle. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. And yeah. he looks yeah. like he's gonna be a baller. So yeah. a DB from Ohio State who has put DBs in the league. Sterling Dixon. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. It's not like Ohio State hadn't put defensive backs in the league, so they don't have a pedigree of doing it. They still flipped him. Yeah, so, like, yeah. all of this talk about, well, hey, we just didn't, we backed off. Our, no, they didn't. 
They didn't. Calm down. Stop it. They didn't, but I, I'll let you have this one. You ain't going to be able to get listen, that off. Listen, I get it. I, I understand Big Bad Bama. They have the mystique, and nobody's flipping people from Bama. Yeah. Like I said, new sheriff, bro. Yeah, but people are, though, man. The $90 million performance facility. Right? You know, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where ultimately it comes down to what they're going to do on the field. But the effort in recruiting just wasn't there. Yeah. Right. The emphasis like this. And um, <laughs> they just they have a renewed focus on just making sure kids understand why to choose Auburn. And the attitude around NIL has changed. Big time. So they're selling that. You know, I still got questions about how it's being done, but we've got. They've, they've just got a whole new attitude around it. I just I just think there's so many things now that level the playing field that if you're Bama, you no longer can win just based on come to me, I'll get you to the league. We're the best of the best. That's that I think NIL has evened the playing field. This is why Nick Saban would prefer it not to be a thing. He didn't need it to win before. Right. He didn't need it to win. But now that he's got to contend with this, it's more politicking with boosters and other things to make sure that that money is there so that they don't start losing Bryce Young-type recruits to other schools because of money. Yeah, between NIL and the transfer portal, it's a whole different ballgame of like what you have to do to maintain your five-star depth, right? Right. Because five-stars don't have to sit there and wait their turn anymore. They just nope. don't. Mm-hmm. And they can go other places. And because it's legal now to get paid, they don't have to wait and they can get paid somewhere else too. So I can play somewhere else and get paid somewhere else. Right, look what's happening out in Texas right now. Uh, Sark came out after their spring game and said, I think it's clear that Quinn Ewers is our quarterback. Now, Arch Manning is sitting there, and he's hearing that and thinking he's got one or two things he can be thinking. Yeah, he's right. I got some I need to sit and develop. Or, no, man, I'm better than him, and I want to play now. He'd be crazy to think (laughs) the second one, but. Yeah, right. Peace. But if he did, he's going to have options no matter where he transfers. Oh, for sure. Uh, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Some major division one program will start this kid from day one if he comes in in fall camp. So I just. That ain't I, who people who keeping an eye on though from Texas though. In, see, in I'm border. just saying, there's there's a lot of folks in that in those Texas circles. All my Texas friends say Sarge ain't making no decisions out there. Like the boosters are telling him what to do, mm. <laughs> flat out. Like you know, mm. I mean, if you thought Auburn had meddling boosters, let me tell you something about Texas. <laughs> uh, everything's bigger in Texas, including the meddling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one, Mike. That was a good one. <laughs> right? Yeah, they meddling, they meddling big out there. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they meddling like it's the Olympics, bro. Like <laughs> 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 lots of meddling. So I, I would, yeah, I would okay. No, all right, yeah. I don't know. No, that was that was a bar. I'm not gonna lie. That's a, it was bar. a bar. A lot okay. of meddling, like the Olympics. I guess a bar. That's a bar. Okay. Yeah, I hear meddling like Sunni Lee. Um, so I, I just think that if, if these kids, if you got kids like Arch Manning, if you got kids who are talented to Ike's point, where five stars are just like, I don't have to sit. I don't have to sit. Right. And although they made the flashy choice, which was Texas at the time, reality sets in, and maybe your Arch is like, you know what? 
ethic, Ole Miss. I'm going to go there. I'm going to take the job from everybody immediately. It will be popular. He'll be the most popular guy on campus from yeah, day one. Yeah. So, right? so did you guys see the the clip, the clip, another social media clip that's floating around of Cam Newton talking to a bunch of recruits? Yes. About like yeah. And people yes. are like. People lost I, their minds over that. I just that. don't understand. Like, first and foremost, I get it. Cam Newton says things and people get. They lose, they, they lose their shit about, um, uh, like, I just don't understand it because it didn't say anything that was particularly controversial, but it became this controversial thing of like, because well, Cam. How, how can you say that? You went to Florida and Auburn. It's like, you missed the entire point. Everybody's not Cam Newton. Right. Right. And it would have been arrogant Are, if he'd have been like, all of y'all ain't me, so you don't need to be trying to go yeah. to these power five. Well, they real didn't... quick, I, I articulate his point pretty quickly for everybody. Yeah, so basically he was talking to a bunch of young kids and he was saying, don't go to these big programs thinking they need you. They don't need you. They're going to tell you that in the recruiting process, but they absolutely do not need you. Go where you can go play because if you're that guy – Scouts will find you. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So stop trying to take the flashy school right. and go somewhere where you can get tape. Okay, so... tape is what matters. Right, and so, again, Josh Tate put out a whole clip. I haven't watched it yet. But he put some, out... Some, 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 <laughs> some of what he said. Yeah, he put out a whole clip essentially saying, that's wrong, go where you can get developed essentially but it matters what program you go to and i'm just like i don't know josh that sounds pretty disingenuous i mean again but you can get developed at a lot of places that aren't these power five schools there's a lot of great think, coaches around yeah, the country he, wait, why do you think kids come out of juco ready well, right. well he, he was bemoaning he was saying he was essentially saying uh um uh, uh that the adage, the old adage that if you can play, the NFL would find you is somewhat false. And I'm just like, well, it just doesn't matter if you go to a program and you sit, which is Ike's point. Right. right. If, you don't, if you don't have no tape, that's worse. <laughs> the NFL is not going to find you on some college bench. On, on Bama's They're not going to do that. Yeah, They're like, going to find you if you have tape. That So right. here's the thing. Go play Juco. Uh, you know, whatever, and then get, transfer up if you want yeah, to, if you feel like you tape. haven't done enough. But like, tape. <laughs> you have to put tape on the. You, nobody's checking for you on somebody's bench because you were right. that guy in high school. It just right. felt like his message was really aimed at the few, the, the the small minority of kids who can choose wherever they want to go. Right. But don't, but I, I don't see why are you making that point to those kids? They can go wherever they want. Right. Again, everybody's not. And so people saying Cam's not the guy to deliver that message because he got on scholarship at Florida and then no, at he's Auburn. Exactly the guy to deliver that message. He understands. Absolutely. Because here's the thing when Cam Newton walked onto campus at Auburn, he had a starting job. He took somebody else's job who sat there on the bench behind him who probably should have transferred somewhere and got some tape. As opposed to sitting behind Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. somebody stayed at Auburn that should have transferred. Yeah. Right. And, and, let's, and, let's be, and let's be clear, too. That advice is not applicable equally to every position at football either. For sure. Because, because there's, there's only quarterback. one quarterback. quarterback. Right. There's right. only one starting kicker nine times out of ten. Yeah. I, right? I, like, I, there's very few starting defensive backs. I almost went after Josh for that take. I almost went after him. Like I, like I heard it. Like I was taking a shower and I was kind of messing around my Twitter. And like you know, after I got a shower and, I, and it was playing, and I was just like, "Wait, what is he talking about?" 
And it was in response to the Cam Newton thing. Now, I didn't have realized it at the time. Yeah. But it, it hit me, and I was like, oh, he's talking about what Cam was saying to these recruits. Yeah. Right. Listen, man, they found T.O. at Tennessee State. You know where I don't think they would have found T.O.? On Bama's third string. Right. If they decided that they recruited guys in front of him and he wasn't going to play. And talent, he, talent evaluation is so subjective. And there, right. there are plenty yeah. of talented kids that will never see the field only because some guy who was more heralded coming in that they invested more in, especially with NIL now. They won't say it out loud. Right. Right. But uh, that they're going to play first. Meanwhile, this is why the, the transfer rule, the portal rule is so important to kids. Right. You lied. And you're favoring some kid for reasons unbeknownst to me. He's not even better than me. Right. Bye. And, I'm and, going and where I can play. Here, here's what, where I will take the side, I guess, of Josh Pate in this conversation. If you're really that guy, you can win the starting job somewhere. But again, to your point, Mike, it's not an exact science like that. It's not just I'm better. Sometimes it's not a right fit. Sometimes it's not the right timing. So, so right. I'm not saying don't take the scholarly from the big school. I'm saying when you get there and things ain't shaking out the way that you want to, leave. Don't sit on leave the Leave and for go three somewhere years. where you can put tape on. The, and that's tape. going for, if there are Auburn guys that are watching me say this right there, I'm not mad at nobody hitting the transfer portal because they don't see a path to the field. You can't make your dreams come true from the bench. You can't. Right. Well said. That's facts. Well that's said. facts. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> that's a bar right there. <laughs> dreams don't come true from the bench. <laughs> It's just not going to happen, man. Right. It's, there's, no, there's no, there is no alternate universe where NFL scouts are watching your practice footage to determine if they're going to draft you. I mean, obviously, some of your stars at some of these bigger schools are going to get the spotlight. That's who they've been highlighting for the NFL draft. But isn't there like someone did a study on how many people came from non-big school, like the mid-majors? The NFL is full of mid-majors. That's what I'm saying, like, like what they, it, it, what they did was two Caesar is, is that they took. Um, the, the, it, what the point was of one of these studies was the NFL is full of three-star talent. Right. It is predominantly three-star talent. Because, right. again, the, the talent evaluation when you get to the next level where they resource that a lot better. Those scouts that are truly experts at looking and projecting whether a kid would be um, you know, good or not, it's hard to do. Now, there are a lot of wannabe analysts who try to do it, and it's hard. You know, if we pulled up most of their takes, most of them would be wrong. Did anybody see the uh, the clip of Merrill Hodge and yes. Skip Bayless? Yes. Oh, Talking man. Talking about how, uh, was it Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, Merrill Hodge, for everybody who hasn't seen it, Merrill Hodge pretty much just said, listen, the, the team who takes Johnny Manziel with the number one pick, everybody is going to be fired in two years. <laughs> that staff ain't gonna be around. It's gonna be a mistake. Like yeah. I think he is just more of a project than you should have if you're taking him with the number one pick. Skip Bayless's counterpoint was, "You've never been more wrong about anything in your life." Yeah. Mm. Now listen, I said that to somebody once on this show, and I was wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very careful about making those kind of definitive statements. Now, I, but he said, "You're you you, you you're wrong." He's going to be a star. I talked to his QB coach. Right. It was Cliff Kingsbury at the time. Right. Mm. And Cliff said he's going to be a star. Well, of course, the guy who trained him is going to say that. What's he going to say? He won Heisman. 
Right. And he trained him. Of course he's going to say that. I mean, it was just, I, it was unreal. So like, the talent part, what we're looking at here, like what you can do and what, what somebody else sees that you can do. All the, We have guys on our roster right now, on Auburn's roster, that are going through that right now. Yeah. Hugh Freeze is going to see one thing. For everybody who's not the starter, they're seeing something different. They're saying, I'm ready. I'm the guy. If you don't think you're the guy, then you're not the guy, definitely. I want my number two to think that he's better than the number one. Right. Right. And, and if I don't, that number one better be, he better be Bryce Young. He better be Joe Burrow. Right. He better be Tom Brady. <laughs> but if you ain't that, I'm better than you. <laughs> That's how guys should feel. Coy Moore came on our show and made that point. Listen, I think Boutte is nice, but is he so nice that I should think that I'm second to him? No. Not better than him. That's how he should feel. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not mad at anybody. Now, what, what I'm upset about, and upset is probably not the best word to use there, but what to me is frustrating is when a guy is really not that nice, but he has that high an opinion of himself. And it's like, okay, I hear you, young man, but you might want to. You might want to slow down a little bit. Yeah, I right. mean, if you haven't if you haven't tested it in a game, right? Then you may you should feel that way until you've gotten on the field and it's been proven otherwise. That's how I feel, mm. right? If I'm on the bench but I haven't seen the field yet and I feel like I'm killing it in practice, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, and somebody's just in front of me because it's their turn, right? right. Great. Damari Austin should feel like I'm better than Jarquez, isn't he? Yeah, but Jarquez is nice and he's gonna get his shot. But he better not slip up because I'm nice. Right. And if I get the job, I might not give it back. Yep. For sure. That, that's it, man. Like, listen, when, when, when Tom Brady took the job from Drew Bledsoe, I promise you, he felt the whole time he was better. He took the job from him. He never gave it back. To the tune of a whole bunch of Super Bowls. <laughs> that's how you should feel. And that was a guy they said was a sixth rounder. If you haven't seen the Brady Six, <laughs> incredible documentary. There's six guys they picked before Tom Brady. Nobody knew he was going to be that good. I think he validated it too when he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. I'm that dude. And I know there's a small part of him, if not a bigger part of him, more than he'll say publicly, that likes that New England has struggled to find success in his absence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that we're clear, I'm so much that dude, the best coach in history, still needed me, TB. I'm a whole ass brand. I'm a whole movement. So I just think kids this in today's age feel that way about their talent. And if you feel that way, you're not going to sit and wait behind some guy. You shouldn't. You should go someplace where, again, where we started this, where you can get some tape. Right. Because yeah, it's going to be it, too it, hard. It always, man, I, I, feel, I feel terrible watching kids in the transfer portal post-practice footage, and that's all you have oh, to man, validate whether or not on. somebody should pick you up, right? Or you're still living off of your, your huddle film from mm -hmm. high school to try to and, entice somebody to Amber pick did you up it last night, didn't he die? Yeah. Yeah. Amber put out, hey, it was the only play we ran. Look at me. 
And if he felt if he feels like this year he's not going to put tape on, he should, absolutely should transfer out. <laughs> Go someplace where you can get some tape. But sitting on Auburn's bench ain't going to get you into the league. Yeah. It's sure. not. Now, now maybe, maybe if you have a bomb combine and you are a freak athlete, and you know what I mean? But even, maybe. With, even with that still, you need some tape. Uh, you need some yeah, tape, yeah. man. You're not, yeah. not getting drafted still. that way. You might yeah. get an undrafted free agent, maybe get a practice squad yeah. thing, and people get you on. And they're like, how did you not? But, like, you, the USFL is probably your future. Right. Well, by, by Pate's logic, he should sit on Auburn's bench. And ride it out. That's that's what I heard. And I'm like, no, if you can go, if you can step down a little bit, go to Memphis or something. Yeah, go wreck shopping. Yeah, yeah. Again, go to look, go bro, to UC, go to UCF. You know, go become Gus, the Gus dude. Taking all of them players, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, take it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it because again, you you hate to see those kids who. What's even worse is kids wait to like their final year and transfer somewhere. And then they have to transfer to a small school, right? right? Like it hits them later in life that, or later in their career that, hey, I just need to go play somewhere, right? Yeah, right. I want to see like those, if those kids can realize that early on and transfer somewhere and really get developed, take about a year or two to really figure things out and really put something on tape that's more than a year, I'm happy for them. I really am. Right. So I'm not yeah. mad at that message at all. Um, we'll- I, I, so that we're clear, I, 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 love, I love me some Josh Payton. But I think yeah. he missed him. I think he missed the mark completely on, on hey, man. his. Hey, you put, the show. You put yeah. out enough takes, you're gonna say you're gonna have a bad take. You're gonna have a bad one. That was a bad one. Listen. I think that was a bad one. We should know, right? <laughs> we should know. 